what is next in the dock? Well, today we've got left and right brain thinking. Mm. So, Joe. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting one. And from my point of view, it's really easy. Is the myth is not true, it doesn't exist, end of story. Uh, but in the essence of playing the game, we should explore this a little bit more. And I do like the fact that you always seem to get the part where you're defending these awful myths. Uh, and what was it you said earlier on? You were like um, like somebody off of QI, like Alan Davis? I'm the, yeah, I'm the whipping boy. I'm the, uh, I'm the fall guy for these jokes. Yeah, like Alan Davis in... Uh... In QR. That's how I feel anyway. So, um, like so many times we do this, I uh, I feel it's kind of indefensible, but I will give it a go. Well, I'm not even going to give it a go, but I'm just going to provide a bit of background and set myself up for the fall, really. Okay, you do that. Okay. So, we're talking about left and right brain thinking. The general idea, you're welcome to rebut my definition here, but the, the idea is that some people think, for one reason or another that some behaviours are specific to sides of the brain. So, or if you, you, you can be a left brain or right brain type of person. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're left brain, you're very creative. If you're right brain, you're very methodical. Uh, I think uh, it's usually the other way around, but either way. I had a 50-50 <laughs> chance of getting it right. <laughs> and I got it wrong. <laughs> okay. So if you're left brained, you're quite methodical and... Uh, very organized and and scientific and if you're right brain you're very creative and a lot more free-flowing in your uh, in 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 your idea generation yeah. perhaps i think you've just proved that you're right brained and actually you're right all the time <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, so so the left the right brain left brain theory uh, originated in the work of roger w sperry who was awarded the nobel prize in 1981 for shame um so basically it was <laughs> Sorry. So I think it came around, came about in the 60s, but it wasn't until the 80s that he got awarded the Nobel Prize. But hopefully it was for achievements and something else. Um, well, it, studying- it was around the split brain stuff. But what he was finding was it was about how parts, different parts of the brain were working when, hmm. when you cut the corpus callosum, which is basically the bit in the brain that joins the two halves of the walnut, if you like. They discovered um, about the communication in the brain and how it responded differently. But what what they didn't say was you have a dominant behaviour if you're left and right right brained. So he was probably very right to win the Nobel Prize. Is what other people have done with that information afterwards. That's sorry to interrupt, John. But that just to just to tidy that important little fact up. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it was based on his studies of epilepsy, mm. and like you said, he. he he discovered that cutting the corpus uh, callosum could reduce or eliminate seizures. So other work that's been done has given fe- pretty strong evidence to the... Let's take it back to the start. So the, the brain does have two halves, two hemispheres. Some behaviours are specific to sides of the brain. It's actually um, quite easy to see from this point of view how people can get into into a get the knickers into a twist basically around this because you know we've both kind of researched this for this podcast and and you know we're still struggling to describe this admittedly if we were writing this we probably would have edited this a lot better and put more effort into it in in a different way but it, it just goes to show how things like you say something is based on a piece of evidence that that might be true um and it goes on from there to be misinterpreted if we talk about the lateralization of brain function this is the tendency for neural functions or cognitive processes to be more dominant in one side or the other, mm-hmm. one hemisphere or the other. So the hemispheres of the brain are plain to see. So this is why if you're going to kind of reduce the complex 
um, matter of the brain down to uh, simple sides. It's a clearly an obvious way to do it. The next passage is full disclosure from Wikipedia. I didn't go beyond page one of Google because I didn't think there was much point because every <laughs> single link was about destroying the, the, uh, the theories of left and right brain thinking. But um, so it says, although the macrostructure of the two hemispheres appears to be almost identical, the neuronal networks have a different composition, which allows for different functions. So, for example, the best established example of lateralization in the brain is, is that of Broca, uh, Pierre Paul Broca, who's a French anatomist, and Karl Wernicker, who's a German physician. Their areas of the brain which are linked to language skills are both found in the left side of the brain. But so the functional expression of those two areas happens across both sides of the mm-hmm. brain. So even though they may originate in one part of the brain, the essential thing here, which is the problem which people kind of ignore when they talk about left and right brain thinking, is they then involve other, ele- other sides of the brain and other areas of the brain to express these functions. So even if there's one specific area, it never... Uh, I'm disproving my own points here. But, um, You're doing my yeah. job for me, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things such as semantics, intonation, accentuation, they've basically, they've all been found to have a neuronal basis across both hemispheres. And that's what people struggle to admit. Mm. But the, the, the worst thing about it, sorry, Joe, you, you, you won't take long to destroy me, and I'm moving my camera around. But <laughs> Making the, lots uh, of noise. <laughs> yeah, the, the worst thing about it is that it seems like it's everywhere. Mm. Like the, the amount of companies that base their whole strategy and they'll they'll you know they'll sell presentations into bigger organisations saying oh we studied left we studied the brain and this is left and right brain thinking and this is what we can the way we can maximise this for people that uh, are, are more specialised in one area it's pretty scary it is um, and actually there's some research being had been done in 2012 by Decker Lee Howard Jones and uh, I don't know how to pronounce the last name Joles J-O-L-L-E-S uh, and they found that 91% of teachers surveyed in the UK believe the left brain right brain theory and, and like you say the trouble is these are the people who are developing and designing teaching lessons for our kids and going and then a perpetuating that for them and basing this off of something that isn't scientifically proven and then the issues then become um you know i was reading this actually you know this kind of links back a little bit to learning styles it's that same issue is you know i always thought i was a a very visual learner so you know that's a, a very one way to go and process stuff so therefore well do i take notes do i listen to something do i do i go and type my notes and the trouble is that it can affect the way you think so if somebody's been told you're right brain you're creative you're not very good at maths well, then maybe I'll skip my homework because I'm not good at it. And therefore it becomes self-perpetuating. And that therein is, is where the problem is, rather than actually, as you say, is the world, yeah, there are different uh, things that work more in one hemisphere than the other, such as language skills, as you said. Uh, but a really good uh, quote that I've got here from Jeff Anderson. So he's from the University of Utah. And what they did is they scanned brains of more than a thousand people ages seven to 29 no evidence that the participants had a stronger left or right side brain network. And this is the quote from him. He says, it's absolutely true that some brain functions occur on one or the other side of the brain. Language tends to be on the left, attention more on the right. 
The neuroscience community has never accepted the idea of left-dominant or right-dominant personality types. Lesion studies don't support it, and the truth is that it would be highly inefficient for one half of the brain to be consistently more active than the other. So this kind of probably goes back, as you say, years and years and years, back to the 1800s, where people were, were learning through injury, such as one side of the brain had a loss to specific abilities. What we now know about is neuroplasticity. So, okay, you might have a problem with some of the functioning. Uh, I've got a, a friend of mine who's had a brain tumour removed, had something like six operations to do that, and has a problem uh, generating testosterone now, so is now on steroids to do that. A lot of his other thinking and cognitive capacity is still intact because the brain is really plastic, i.e. malleable and changeable. It can update according to if one bit is a bit injured, other parts of the brain can take over and all sorts of different parts of the brain are involved in processing all sorts of different things so yeah it's a bit of a, a an obvious one of it it doesn't exist end of story I, you know i don't think we need to labor the point too much on this one do we john no i guess not <laughs> but uh the only thing i could say is that people have taken this idea of areas of the brain that focus on different skills and apply them wrongly like mm. you said to general personality types which unfortunately isn't true there we go okay <laughs> that's it more nil to you thank you thank you